kedatangan tamu tak diundang. Selamat bekerja. Dan jangan lupa bersenang-senang. Going to watch 30 movies, a movie each day in June. Day 24 of year 8 of movie month, and the podcast will start soon. He's going to watch 30 movies, some good films and some lowbrow. Year 8 of fans, not experts, movie month, and the podcast starts right now. Whenever I use a public bathroom and, you know, I'm, I'm going number one and I, 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 it's a, to- let's say it's a toilet. Like there is a, a park I go to. Uh, and they have a bathroom, and I sometimes after I walk my dog, I gotta run and make a tinkle, right? And and it's a toilet; it's not a urinal. But I'm not that kind of gross guy who can just leave what he what he uh, um, what he produced in a toilet like that. So you gotta flush it. Uh, but you know, trying to be as um, you know sanitary as possible, uh, I, I I use my foot, my my, my shoe. You know, so I'll, I'll raise my leg and I'll kick, kick the little flusher. And, um, you know, that's that kicking, that raising my leg, that's about as high as I can go. And that's about as good of a kick that you'll you'll see from me. So when I see someone who has the ability to do um, amazing martial arts and I and I and I stress the arts in martial arts, this is. Not a um, 
it's not it's almost like watching dancing when i can see that i am very impressed uh and i saw that in in boatloads and scores today as i watched finally the 2011 film serbuan mat well that's the original title uh then I, I i watched it but what i watched was a movie called the raid Okay, well, wait, that was the original American title. Then it was renamed The Raid Redemption. I believe it's because in the United States they couldn't secure the title The Raid, so they call it The Raid Redemption, which would, of course, then lead to the ability to make more Raid movies, which they made one. But for years, I've been hearing great things about this movie. It's from 2011, okay? We are now at the 10th anniversary of this movie and for years I thought I, I need to see this movie and I had no idea what I was like getting myself into I thought originally that this was like a Japanese film uh, you know something like and it was mostly um, a you know karate kung fu type movie uh, but I was wrong it is actually an Indonesian film but it's an Indonesian film with a Welsh director and writer by the name of Gareth Evans. Now, when I hear that name, I thought, oh, that guy. And then I realized, well, I have literally no idea who that guy is. He's directed a bunch of things um, that when I tell you he directed, uh, I almost thought Footloose, but no, it's something called Footsteps. He directed The the Raid Redemption, and then he directed The Raid 2, he directed VHS 2, uh, Apostle Havoc. Looks like a lot of, um, like, like action, Gangs of London. He did a couple episodes of that. And no way. Is he really? The rumor is he could be directing a Deathstroke movie. Ooh, Deathstroke likes to uh, fight Batman and Superman. Now, that would be something exciting. Uh, and guess what? If it's action, I have faith and trust in this fella because this movie lived up to the hype for me. It is, um, and, and I realize that I enjoy watching these choreographed uh, violent dances that, you know, look like fights. Obviously, these guys aren't really fighting. But they're using techniques um, to that makes it look like they're beating the crap out of each other. And they're doing it in such a choreographed way that it is like watching a really nice stylized dance. And then I thought, is that why I like wrestling? Because you know it's fake, but you do kind of, I do kind of enjoy when the, the two um, wrestlers are like in such a zone that they're doing things that look like they're so smooth and so choreographed that, you know, it just, not that it looks real, but it just looks like, I don't know, it's just something that I guess I'm into. Apparently I like that stuff. And here I am watching this movie, not knowing anything that it was. And then at one point I'm thinking, maybe there isn't martial arts in this movie. Maybe it's just all shooting guns. Okay, I can totally get into the, oh, here comes the martial arts and whoa, wow, wooey. Uh, this movie stars a bunch of people who I couldn't tell you uh, at all. Um, uh, just to list some names. Um, Iko Uwais, 
I don't know, but he's going to be in a new uh, a new G.I. Joe movie. Uh, it's called Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe spinoff. Joe Taslam, I don't know. I thought maybe I knew him. He looked a little familiar. Nope. But, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I have seen him in things. Um, so maybe that's why he looks familiar. Like, he, okay, I saw Fast Furious 6. I saw that. Star Trek Beyond. I saw that. So I've seen him. I just don't know him. And I was, I thought maybe this was one of the guys who, um, I mean, spoilers for a 10-year-old movie. I thought this was, oh, this must be one of the guys who's in the next movie. Uh, he's not. He doesn't make it out. Um, oh, he's Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat movie. Mm, cool. I was Sub-Zero every time I'd play Mortal Kombat 2 in Jay's dorm. Hi, Jay. Uh, and I was awful. I mean, I bought a book just so I could learn some of the uh, fatalities. Um, okay, where I think one night we played it a thousand times until I finally beat him. And then I was like, yay, victorious. Okay, now time for bed. Um, all right, where was I? Where was I? So yeah, a bunch of guys I don't, I don't know. Uh, and it's like the story itself is nothing, you know, like, whoa, groundbreaking or no crazy. I mean, there's some twists, but it's nothing you haven't really seen before. But you, we have this action that is just presented in such a way that is so bonkers, I guess, is the way. And it's like at one point I feel I said to myself, because I was the only one here, it's like I'm watching a zombie movie. But instead of these you know, lumbering dead bodies coming at you, it's all these like uh, henchmen running at you with uh, guns and machetes. And like these guys are trying to fight them off. It is insanity at some points. So here's the premise of the story. This young cop, we see him kind of wake, get, you know, wake up, do some training, beat the crap out of a bag, uh, go kiss his pregnant wife. And then walk by his dad in the house and says, don't worry, I'll bring him home. And already you're thinking, okay. Somehow he's got a relative involved with this. Next thing you know, we see a, a, a SWAT van filled with all these guys. And they're, the main guy is given the objective. All right, here's the deal. This is what's going on. This guy, this, this we'll just call him the, the big bad guy. You know, the, the organized crime guy, the whatever the the mob boss it's not a mob thing but the boss he owns this building he runs this building and i don't know how many floors they say there were i think we got to seventh floor um but he runs this building uh he runs his criminal enterprise out of this building and he actually rents out the building to other mobs in criminal enterprises drug dealers whoever wants it they can just rent a place in his building um, and have some sort of like safety from the police and uh, nobody can get in there. Nobody does anything. Uh, they, they buy off cops. They pretty much work above the law. And this, uh, this cop Jacka is like, you know, no more of this. We're not doing this anymore. Uh, and the, the main guy is this guy, Rama, and, you know, he's this, he's the young guy and he was just like, why are we doing this? Why now? He's like, this is because we're done having him, you know, we're taking back our city and they get there and there's an older, uh, Lieutenant waiting for him. Woo. Wah you. And he's like, come on, let's go. Let's go. 
He's like, what'd you bring all these young guys for? And he's like, we needed all the backup we can get. He goes, well, they need to stay back, really back. And they just start slowly making their way into this building. They find a resident there that they use to get into the building. Oof. I got to apologize. I'm extremely yawny tonight. It's 1045. And so I, I'm on, I'm on um, borrowed time to get this episode up by midnight. So bear with me, folks. We're going to go. We're going through this. They break into this building using a, a resident there who was like, I just, he just lives here. Him and his wife live there. Apparently normal people live there too. Not everyone there is a criminal. They use him to get in and then they slowly make their way around. You don't want to be really quiet, but somebody sees them at one point. There's like one, one kid kind of walks into the hall and there's all these guns pointing at him and he panics and runs and they shoot and kill him. There's, I mean, nothing's off limits. Most of the people I feel like killed in this movie were teens. I feel like the, the, the main boss has a group of teens that, that, that run this building. I like just, just the way I say teens. It sounds weird. Um, so they alert the building that the police are there. Then we get all kinds of firefights and bang, 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 you know. And meanwhile, we know that there's two, the, the mob main, the main boss has two underbosses. Uh, one guy, they, they call him Mad Dog. He's crazy. He'll kill you. He just, he's violent. He just wants to be violent. Then the other guy is Andy. He keeps Mad Dog in check. He's not as violent, but, you know, don't worry. He, he's he got a head on his shoulders, but if, if push comes to shove, he'll put a bullet in between your eyes. So well, there's, the cops start trying to get into the place. They're shooting. Everyone's shooting machine guns like crazy. I mean, bonkers, you know, g- guns. And we see, um, we meet Andy and, and Mad Dog. They're upstairs at the mob boss's house uh, apartment, and they're looking in, and he looks at the young cop and you see a tinge of recognition in his face, this guy, Andy. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, it's pretty on the nose that obviously these guys are related, probably brothers. It is brothers. I'm spoiling everything, and I don't care. Um, so the cops end up getting end up getting uh, split up, but not before an awesome scene where they go into one apartment then they crash through the floor to go through another apartment. Then they crash through another floor, but one guy get they guys are getting picked off left and right. Uh, they're using they're pushing people out of windows. They're fighting guys. They're putting they're making like exploding uh, um, refrigerators. It is just nonstop. And then you take a breather, and then boom, it happens again. So I guess it's not nonstop. It's just lots of action. Then there's stop, and then lots more action. It's nonstop between the stops. Um, but then the the cops get separated uh, during a firefight. One guy gets hit pretty bad. The young cop, the main guy, Rama, takes that cop and tries to res- save him. The other cops get separated. Um, this guy, Jaka, who's the Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat, he goes to the old lieutenant. He's like, you know, what, what, we have to call for backup. And the guy's like, backup isn't coming. There's, nobody knows we're here but us. He's like, why? Why is that way? He goes, I, may, I won't tell you now. Maybe another time. Um Meanwhile, the young guy goes to the apartment of the the nice guy to hide out there a little bit. Some crazy people with machetes come in there, almost get to them, but they don't um, because they're hiding in a wall. And then, of course, Rama kills every all those guys later. His fighting style was awesome. Um, 
I don't even know how to explain why I liked it. I just liked it. Actually, just the fighting style of this whole movie. Then later, um, we find that Andy, who knows that his brother's there, kills two of his two, his two henchmen that, that he's with, goes off, finds his brother. Um, they, you know, they, he keeps them quiet. He's like, why, you know, I want to get you out of this lifestyle. He goes, this is my lifestyle. I, I'm good at it. I like it. There's a reason I like this and I'm good at it and I'm not going to leave it. He goes, you, can you protect me? out?" Oh, he says that later at the end. Um, so then later, uh, he goes up to see the boss and the boss knows that he, he talked to that young cop. So he starts torturing him with mad dog, mad dog. We see him, you know, a crazy little guy. Then he wants to fight that, that, um, that guy, Jaka. He's like, he puts his gun down. He goes, I like to use these weapons. And then they have a crazy fight and he friggin' kills Jaka, who I thought was going to start going to be like one of the guys who comes back in the sequel. He is not. Uh, but maybe that doesn't stop people. So then that the mad dog is now, they use him to torture Andy because they need to get information out of him. The young cop goes to, Aunt, finds um, Aunt, his brother with mad dog. And then the two of them fight mad dog together and they, you know, go crazy. Like, it is a kick-ass two-on-one fight, but that little mad dog is kicking their ass. And it was, it's not until they take a light fixture tube shove it into his throat. He's still going well with the thing sticking out of his throat. Then they grab it, push it in more and drag it across his throat to cut his friggin' whole neck open. Super violent. This was the unrated version. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if there is a rated version, but Mad Dog is now dead. But don't let that stop you because he comes back in the sequel as a different character. I don't know what it is and I don't care. Um, they, they are now trying to get out. There's um, the, the, Older lieutenant is with one other cop. He gets all the way to the ma- the main boss and then takes his gun out, points it at the main boss, and then kills the cop instead. So this lieutenant's dirty the whole time, and he's like, he now he's taking the ma- the mob boss hostage to get out of the building because he's not like he's not with the mob boss, but he's dirty. He doesn't know why he's there, and then the mob boss is like, "I knew you were coming. I knew you were coming the whole time." Why don't you check with Raza? I don't know. I think he said Raza or something like that. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. That rang a bell. I don't know if that's going to come up in the sequel. I have no idea. And so the lieutenant's like, well, screw you, and kills the mob boss. Then goes to kill himself, but there's no bullets left. So um, now the cop, the, the young cop, grabs this lieutenant. The brother helps them leave. They're able to leave, and they walk out to safety. And he... The, the brother stays behind and there's a cool shot where there's like this long walkway and you see the brothers just turn and go their separate ways and don't look back. The, the Andy, the, I guess he's now going to be the mob boss because everyone, he's the highest, you know, guy ranking guy left. And then, uh, Rama taking, you know, the Lieutenant and this, the guy he saved earlier in the movie and they're leave they're going back out to civilization and Andy says to him, here's all this information on every dirty cop that mob boss guy had, um, Tama. And, you know, go to, the, he says a specific name. He goes, go to this guy. You can trust him. Not all, not all, you don't, not everyone you work with is dirty. But when they leave and separate at the last second, you get this, you see the smile on Andy's face because 
he's not looking for this quote unquote redemption. He's looking to uh, continue doing what he does. He's like, why? You know, Rama's like, why aren't you coming? And Eddie says, for the same reason, you know, I'm staying behind for the same reason um, you wear that uniform. It just fits. He he's he's good. Like he said, you know, Dad didn't like me. You know, you know, um, wasn't proud of me. Didn't respect me before. I you know he wait before I chose this life. Um, so it was brother. It really wasn't brother against brother. Maybe it will be in the sequel. I have no idea if the brother's back in the sequel. But um, my goodness gracious, the again just the choreography and the violence, the brutal violence of the 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 close up shooting and stabbing and and it is like, you know, it it's almost cartoonish like in a way, but it's not cartoon looking. It's just like the, it's just. I was like, I pumped my fist multiple times and said, yes, like, like I was watch, like I was rooting for a real life fight. That's how I felt watching this, this eco Uwes. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. The main star, um, just light people up. Like there's one point where there's a hallway and four guys are coming at him with a machete and he had nothing. And I was like, oh, he'll be fine. You know, it's just as long as it's one guy at a time, no problem. And he takes the machete, boom, boom, slides the machete away. Then he takes another machete. You know, he takes one guy. There's a door smashed open, right? And he takes a guy and runs, like, grabs him by the neck, backs up and jumps in the air, and then slams the guy straight down so that his neck goes right over the door jam, and he kills the guy. Earlier in the movie, he sees a guy coming down this hill, not this hill, down a hole from one floor to the next. He grabs the guy while he's descending and just keeps on running and pushes him out a window. Later, he takes this this guy with a machete, uh, with a machete and he does the same thing, except he follows him out the window. He falls down and lands on top of him. I was like, oh my God. Unreal, some of this action. Uh, it was so enjoyable. And, you know, this one, it got like a really high Rotten Tomatoes score. And I know, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, it is what it is. Like it is based on all these reviewers, but you, to me, you watch a movie um, for you, and you you know don't let the score uh, dissuade you. But that being said, this got really high, like eighty seven percent, and then the sequel is in the eighties too. It's like eighty two, I think. Um, so I am looking forward to eventually seeing that. That's that's going to be on a future movie month for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but with that, my friends, I think, I think we did it. I think I'm done. What time is it? Hold on really quick. It is now, uh, pressing my watch 1055. So I have 65 minutes to produce this podcast, get it up online and get all my posts ready for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and Letterboxd. And you know, on Letterboxd, on Twitter and on Instagram, it's Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans.Experts. The website is Fans.Experts.com. This movie, The Raid, Redemption, three big thumbs up. I, 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 I found a mannequin that I use the hand of just for the thumbs. Nothing creepy or no, nothing sexual. Just, just the thumb, just so I can give movies three thumbs up. And that's what this one gets, The Raid, Redemption, from two... 2011, back when I was only 26 years old, just 
go with it. Please don't look that up. Okay, that's it, my friends. My dog is cuddling so perfect right now. I feel bad that I have to get up. Daddy has to go make a podcast now. I know, I know. Grow up. That's what everyone says. Well, the hell with that. All right, until tomorrow, my friends. 24 days in the books. Can you believe it? We're almost done. I'll see you tomorrow, my friends. Until then, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kinda handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.